It's Megan Collins from Style Girlfriend. We're back for another episode of Undressed. I am joined by the lovely Taylor Davies. Hey, guys. Who I can't really see because we're, like, <laughs> sitting in a new position today and, like, the mic is fully between us. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, we're just going to poke around. Maybe we'll have a more honest conversation Ooh. because we're kind of veiled. Wow. Like, we feel safety in, like, being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sort of like we're in a confessional. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> well, tell me all your sins, Taylor, because I have a bunch to share with you. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Um, so we are recording this on Sunday morning. Yesterday was the Vococo Polo Classic. We were invited again by the brand this year, which was so nice and so generous. Uh, and I kind of blew it by getting supremely drunk um, on a bunch of champagne. Yeah. And basically had to be like, not carried out, but like, you definitely put me in a car last night to get home. Well, what I will say is that I woke up this morning and I felt as if I had been doing some sort of trap exercise. The arm that I had been holding, like gripping your hand and like, as we were walking, we were like really tightly gripped and this whole (gasps) arm today, like feels the weight of helping you get home. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But other than that, I feel like we're, we're in pretty good shape. Yes. If you're gonna get too drunk, always do it on good champagne because the hangover is not actually so bad. Well, yeah. I mean, I sort of, I feel like that's true. The good champagne helps, but I don't feel like champagne is ever my favorite hangover. Mm. It's almost always one of the worst because of the sugar, mm. but you're right. Expensive alcohol makes things better the next day. <laughs> I, oh my God. I, mm-hmm. Should we talk about the style or should we just dig right into like the messiness of yesterday? Hmm. Maybe let's. Let's start with style and then let's talk about, or maybe we should start with the day and then talk about the style. I don't know. So I got back to town. I've been in. Back to town. Oh, you, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I was like. not like from the, from the ferry. (laughs) Like, I know I was there. I got back into town from California. I was on the West coast for like the past like week and a half and I got back. And I had Airbnb my place, and they were still there for another night. So I crashed with you yeah. on Friday night. We had a sleepover. We had a sleepover. It was super fun. I got my dress. I had, like, ordered a dress and got it. I, like, picked it up at my apartment, and I came over to your house, and I tried it on, and it was very booby. Yeah. Which I was not – I don't know. I just wasn't expecting. It was, like, maybe also a little small. It was just – it was a lot. <laughs> so at, like – It was a lot of look. It was a lot of look. And a lot to look at. Because <laughs> it was a mini dress, too. Yeah, it was. So it was, like, a lot of leg and, and a, a lot of chest. Of, mm-hmm. And a fair amount of arm. Well, there was... It had I mean, it had short sleeves. Short sleeves. It's more covered than... So, <laughs> in a, a slight panic, you took me shopping around the East Village. And, yeah. like, we popped into a bunch of boutiques that I've never been into. And I ended up finding something that I really liked. Totally different look. Cute little crop top with high-waisted pants. It was a good look. Yes. And then we came home, and then you... I had a panic, too. I have a panic attack, too. Yeah. What happened, Taylor? Um, well, I... <laughs> a couple different things. <laughs> I borrowed a dress from a woman that I work with, but I ended up feeling like I didn't feel my best in it. It was white linen. I was worried it was going to rain, and the top was too big. I wasn't really showing a ton of boob, necessarily, but if I had stroke, struck the wrong pose... I would have been showing all boob. Like, it was, like, one of those things where, like, it was just whatever. It wasn't a good look. 
<laughs> then I tried to zip myself into a dress that I bought last year that's always had a problematic zipper. Well, I tried to zip you, you into it. Megan <laughs> tried to zip me into it. The zipper was its problematic self. And the dress busted open <laughs> and could not be busted back together again. It never will. It was so scary, that moment of like, mm -hmm. oh, Taylor's never getting out of this dress. Well, because I don't know if you... I guess this doesn't happen to guys because... I guess a fly on your pants or maybe a, like a, a winter jacket that sometimes happens with like a down coat. I feel like everybody goes through this with a down coat right, in the winter right. where you want to get out of the jacket, but the zipper won't come down, but the whole zipper comes apart. And so mm -hmm. then you really start to feel panicky because you're like, I'm, I'm contained. Right. I'm in this. I can't get out. So I was in the but dress. it's tight. It's different. So yeah, a jacket is tight. one thing, but a dress is like, oh, I'm like, <sighs> I live in this dress now. Yeah. It was, that was my new life was me living in this like seersucker <laughs> dress. Busted that was open dress. Busted open. <laughs> so that dress I had to be mangled and ripped right out of. And then. Took two people. Took two people. You had to get your roommate involved. Yep. And then we had to do the thing that. I don't like doing for a brand new, like for an event where you feel like you're going to be photographed a lot, which is dig into your own closet for something you've already worn. But I had just gotten a dress dry cleaned. And then there's like another funny element to this dress too, which is that, so I'll also be putting, I'll put a photo up on, we'll do whatever. There'll be pics all over the place. Shut up. I love <laughs> yeah, that. Don't worry. Friend, you know where to look. Anyway, so my dress is a dress that I got last summer. It's really fun. It kind of makes me look like a cupcake. It's like a mini dress with these big ruffles and it's got um, pearl buttons down the neck. So, I get it back from the dry cleaner yesterday, and I notice that, of course, one of the pearl buttons is missing. And I'm, like, talking to and like Megan. in the middle, too. So in the middle, it was obvious. Megan and my roommate are, like, trying to, like, talk me off the ledge about, like, finding a new dress after I'm, like, traumatized by being, like, busted out of the first one. And they're, like, yes, wear this, wear this. And I'm, like, I know, but, like, the button's missing. And they're, like, oh, you can't tell. And I'm, like, wait, do I have, for some reason, a pearl earring? I go into my little dish. I'm like squirreling around <laughs> in my little earring dish. Lo and behold, I have a set of pearl earrings that are the exact same size as the pearl buttons on this dress. I just boop, pin myself in and just like that, I'm back in business. I've got a dress I already owned. We put the shoes together. We found the sunglasses and I was ready. And yeah, it looks so cute. I thought it looked really cute and I felt very comfortable and I feel like we, um, this is a great example of Megan and I, Destiny's Childing, mm -hmm. my new favorite term that you told me about like a few weeks ago that we've now brought up on every single podcast because <laughs> I love it so much. We were both wearing red, white, and blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you had really cute red like block heels on. Yeah. And I had the red pants. Yeah. It was, yeah, we looked coordinated but not like matchy-matchy. Yeah. I think, I felt like we looked some type of way when we were like walking through the East Village to like go get our cab because we were like so done up at a pretty early hour on a Saturday and we were coordinating. <laughs> So like, who knows? Yeah, it was all, it was just people going to get their coffee and, and us. us. Yeah. But it was good. That's the thing about the polo match. Like if you go and like look at pictures from the event, you'll see people kind of treat it. It's like going to the Kentucky Derby. People yeah. a little bit treat it like a costume party. But I would say. It's like a fancy garden The men party. more so than the women because they have this kind of like idea that it's sort of like a derby, right? Like the guys get a little more. I would say playful, whereas girls just are more garden party, wouldn't you say? I, I don't know. I just didn't think the guys nailed it this year. There was one guy who we <laughs> saw who had a really cool suit on. It was like, what color was it? It was like a dark turquoise? It was like teal. Yeah, it was like it a was teal It was a really suit. saturated teal, but it was linen, and it was a great color, a really vibrant but not offensive color. Like yes. that cool between green and blue. It was really neat. But... But... 
he then wore it with a wool beret. A black wool beret and black leather Chelsea boots. Oh, God. It was like, what I said to you is it felt like he came up with that outfit like two weeks ago. And then when the weather report came out that it was going to be 87 million degrees, yeah. he was like, don't care. Sticking with yeah, beret. He was like, fuck it. I've committed to the look. And yes. I understand being committed to the look. I do. But I feel like with guys, I'm like, whoa, switch out the shoes. Totally. At least. If you're going to commit to the beret, put on a pair of loafers. Or mm-hmm. like what most of the guys wore, which was brogues, no socks. Or yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no show socks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that would have been fine. And it still would have been, I mean, he still would have been wearing a really bright suit. Yeah. It really reminded me of Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah. I can see that. When they were at, when they go to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. That scene. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. It was it was fine. I mean, again, he tried something. It was cool that he tried something. I probably would have, yeah, either skipped the beret or skipped the boots. Definitely skipped the boots. But, oh, God, but wearing a hat. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, this is a hat-centric event. It's sure. not the derby. People aren't really, like, going all in with fascinators and stuff. But a lot of guys, if you're not really a hat person, people, I feel like this guys, is like, the this is their to moment be a hat to try, like, a Panama or something. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of hats. There were a lot of hats. But there was also a few men that just, like, did not dress up. Like, there was a guy in just straight up, like, a very casual polo shirt and khaki shorts. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. And sneakers. Yes. And, and I, like, baseball. pointed him out to you and you were like, duh, Megan, he owns Vogue Clubhouse. <laughs> That's all I could think was that, like, he either, like, owns the grounds, owns a bunch of horses, and gives zero fucks, mm-hmm. or is the actual American owner of a large stake in Vogue. It was wild because yeah, he was just like he looked like he was going to watch his kids' soccer game, and he kind of looked like Larry David. It was wild. Yeah, I've never I've never seen someone that casual. No, it was there. Weird. It was weird. It was weird. Apparently, Darren Chris was there also wearing something very casual, like shorts mm-hmm. and a polo shirt. I didn't see him, unfortunately. We didn't really see many celebs. We didn't do a very good job of celeb sighting. The thing is, okay, so when you're in the VIP section. It's really as cool, we were. as we were, which is a really, like, nice thing that Megan gets this invite. You can't pay to get into this section where we were, which is really cool. And so you just get a really interesting mix of people, tons of models, mm-hmm. a lot of influencers, mm-hmm. me, <laughs> and Penelope Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Influencers, celebrities, and a shit ton of plus ones who are like, how did I get here? (laughs) But it's really fun because people just, they kind of assume, like, if you're in there, you must be, like, interesting. Yeah. So everyone just kind of chats everyone else up and, like... Uh, You talked to Gail King twice. (laughs) She came over to talk to us the second time. Yeah. We were Well, because you were commenting about a tree falling over. And, you, and she thought that you were talking to her, asking what she was eating, and she just comes over and goes, mm, it's corn pudding. <laughs> I was like, oh, Gail King is eating that hot corn pudding. Oh, my God. And the polo mat. A lot of people eat that hot corn pudding. Honestly, we probably should have. We would have been better off. Um, I mean, yeah. But I ate the Peking duck wrap that you should have eaten. Can I tell you? So, like, an, an old boyfriend of mine was standing right behind us yeah. when those Peking duck things came around. Yeah. And so I took one, and then I was like, you know what's going to happen is he's going to walk over, and I'm going to have my face full of duck, Yeah. and I'm not going to look my best. So yeah. I was like, Taylor, you it's you eat it. And then you did. And I did. And you're not the one that had a rough night later. And so... I didn't. I, I sh- mean, I didn't run into any old boyfriends. Ugh, I should have eaten the duck. Yeah. Oh, well. It happened. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Sure. 
Um, can I tell you how messy I got later? Please do, Megan. Taylor, I have, I'm sharing this with you now, so that... I'm really excited that it's a fresh story. Oh, God. Because so, we parted ways, we got in separate cabs. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah, so, really fun day, <laughs> don't know who won, left kind of in a hurry, we, at the point that, like, we realized I had gotten too far gone. Yeah, Megan was a little, um, over the edge, so we were like, okay, it's time to see ourselves out. Yep. So we did. So we did. And we got in separate cabs once we got off the ferry and went, I went north, she went across. Right. And um, so I'm checking my messages this morning. I sent you a message with like a thousand emojis. Yeah. And none of them that made sense. Like nope. a cricket player. There was like a dumpling in there. Yeah. 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 I don't know what that was. But that was you being like, are you home? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that voicemail. You did? I was concerned. Yes. Yeah. No, mostly just like, hi, it's me. Just like <laughs> calling to make sure you're home. Like... Just, like, let me know that you, like, got into your apartment. Um, what a day. Like, I hope you feel okay. Like, time for you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Because Tom Megan this morning texted me and was like, are you alive? And I was like, oh, no. Is I that bad? And she was like, oh, no. I don't know. It's just you get drunk at the polo match every year. Like, that's just my normal yeah. question the next day. But I was a little drunk. So, yeah. Checking the outbounds. Texted another former flame. No. Sure did. Megan. Sure did. Um, you live really close to this guy that I used to date. And so I texted him last night. Oh, the, I, I should find it. It was so sloppy. And I'm so nervous for you. Wait for it. What did I open with? A bitmoji. Oh my. Of me staring through the window. (laughs) I opened with that. Oh my god, Megan! I sent him a bitmoji of you creeping. Yes. Oh. Like. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. I can't oh, no. even. Oh no. And so oh, then no. I followed it up oh, with no. like, "Why do you and my friend both live in the East Village?" Like literally, like that is what I said. And then he was just like, "I don't know." And I'm, oh, like, he responded. He responded. So then we had. A, like more of a like a back and oh forth. Oh boy! Oh boy! And then oh boy, I like oh whatever fell asleep, looked at it this morning, and I had to follow up and be like, "Hey, so sorry that didn't make any sense. Here's what I meant to say: I walked by your place twice yesterday, and then a thousand glasses of champagne later, I felt convinced that I needed to tell you that." And he was like, "Oh yeah, that actually does make much more sense." Oh. And I was like, "I'm so sorry about the bitmoji. Wow. I mean, it was." Bad, Taylor. Oh, but how do you feel about it now? Like, do you feel like his response today makes you feel any better, or do you still feel like it was... I mean, he was very cool about it, but it was just very, like, oh my... Megan. 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 Like, literally staring through the window emoji. (laughs) As, like, hello, I haven't talked to you in months. Here's me staring in your window. Oh, my God. Well, Okay. I'm so glad that you saved that reveal for this moment um, in the middle of our recording. We should I put the bitmoji up. And dying. Yeah, that I think people need to see. So yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else? Did you text anyone? Text anyone else? Maybe. Oh boy. Yeah. Are you gonna tell me after the pod or right now? Uh. Vague details. One other person, they did not text me back. Oh, boy. I know. Oh, my God. It was bad. And it was probably, like, 7.30 p.m. I know. (laughs) Because, ladies and gentlemen, the pool match ends at, like, like, 5. So, 
I also made a bunch of new friends at the polo match that I didn't say any of their numbers. Like we both were just like, hey, this is Megan. Hey, this is whoever. So I have that in my phone too. I'm telling you, it's a fun day. It's a fun day. You love talking to strangers. Ugh, I love it so I much. I just ride your coattails. You, I mean, but you can, like, have a conversation. You know oh, I how certainly to... can. I just am not as, um, like, forward with, like, introducing myself to people as uh, as you are when we're sort of, like, gallivanting around. But oh. it always pays off. I mean, you can talk to Gail King, too, if you want to. Anytime. Gosh. She was great. She had quite a butt on her. And I liked it. <sighs> That's one thing I will say for Gail King. She was wearing a really flattering dress, and her ass would not quit. Mm-hmm. Would not quit. She was wearing a fascinator. She looked great. Yeah. Yeah, she looked like she was like, should I go to the royal wedding or a polo match? Mm-hmm. And then she went to the polo match. Ooh, she looked good. She looked great. I loved it. <sighs> um, anything else from yesterday that... Well, you know what I did want to say that kind of connects to what we talk about He, what we've been talking about here, is as we were getting there, I was like, oh, I wonder what songs are going to play. And then it made me think, like, there's still really no song of summer. Dude, it hasn't come out yet. Or there's just not one this year. Could that be? I think? I don't know. I just, I don't know what it would be. Like, there was nothing where I was like, oh, this song is definitely going to play. You know? Right. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. And it's June, and I feel like by now, like, it would be out by now. It's time. For, I mean, the thing is, I feel like SOS usually comes out in May. Yeah. <sighs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But, okay, here's one thing I will say. I feel like um, Ariana Grande has a new album coming out. I think it's going to come out this summer, so I'm sort of hoping that, like, something trickles out from that. Like, she'll be releasing a new single, I'm guessing, next week or the week after. Sure. And hopefully, I just am, like, banking on her, like, coming through for us. I hope so. Because because... the stars, whatever, no tears left to cry is, like, okay, but I don't really feel like it's, it's not my song of summer. No. But I told you, I really, like, I want to add to our playlist that um, (laughs) Niall Horan song called She's on the Loose. I don't, you guys, it's just like, it's just a silly pop song, but it like really gets in your head. I feel like it's definitely more of like a song that girls like. Yeah. But, and that's also, I feel like, a caveat to Song of Summer. It has to have universal appeal. Universal appeal. Yeah. So with that, you know, to this week's question. So, okay, so we had this listener, I don't know if this came in through DMs, I don't know. But here's what he said. He said, my buddy has been seeing a girl for four months and she's lacked offering to split or foot any bill but she so yeah. she's not she has never offered to split or foot a bill on a date on a date whatever anything else his crew us never had that happen after two months so how does he navigate that conversation when she's great but like the lack of gesture is what counts yeah and yeah and he's kind of answering the question he's like hitting on the biggest home on the biggest point right it is not really about the money it's about the gesture Right. Um, I guess, so I, I feel like this was interesting to me because I had a recent um, th- thing come up that has to do with money and dating, which I, and I feel like it's interesting. I've actually have had this come up on the last, or like with the last two guys I've gone on dates with. So the first one was a guy that I dated for a while. And when we were on our second date, um, at the first place, he, like, bought our drinks and our food, and then we went to the next bar, and I was like, oh, can I buy this round? And he, like, kind of gave me this look and was like, uh, yeah, and he was like, I was wondering and sort of waiting. He was like, I was really hoping that you were going to offer to buy this round. And I, I think I just kind of played it off in the moment. Like, I just was sort of like, oh, yeah, well, like, 
Why wouldn't I? Like, yeah. and this is something about me. I, I don't, it depends on the date. Sometimes on first dates, I let guys kind of take the lead. And um, especially if it's just drinks on the first date, if you're the person that asked, I think you put the bill for the first date. And I don't feel apologetic about having that sort of traditional mindset for date one. Date two, I feel like I was going really hard talking about how for the second date, I like to do like the dinner drinks progressive. And in my mind, that's when I usually, like, if he pays for dinner, I like to ask if I can pay for the round of drinks that comes after dinner. Because I do think it's nice to make the gesture. And interestingly, most guys I go out with say yes. Not a lot of them are like, oh, no, don't worry, I got it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's indicative of this situation where, like, it does matter to some guys that you make the effort or that you actually do put up some of the money, I guess. Um, so... And then it came up again on another first date that I went on with a guy where, like, I um, I offered to buy our second round of drinks. And he just, like, right out of the gate, like, while the waiter was still there, was like, do you always offer to, like, pay for a drink on a date? And then I was like, wait, what? And he was like, I don't know why I brought this up right now. And then he felt very <laughs> weird that he brought it up. But, like, we'd been having sort of a deep conversation from the get-go. So, it like, didn't really surprise me that he kind of asked this sort of, like, out-of-left-field question. But... I say that to say it's interesting that it's, like, come up in actual conversation with people I've been on pretty early in the game dates with. So for this, four months in, I think it's about the gesture, and it says it doesn't say much about money. It says more about, like, what she – her values towards dating. And it sounds to me like she has a pretty traditional outlook. But I, I to me, that's shocking. After four months, you don't split the bill on anything I guess what felt shocking to me was that he just hasn't talked about it with her like I think at some point I mean if you've been dating that long like well it's crazy to me that she has never done the reach the reach we all know the reach the reach is its own thing it's capital the capital reach (laughs) it's a tried and true move um, where you go for your wallet and then he says, no, it's okay. I got it. But he feels good that you reached. Right. I mean, and I think that's what the, the listener is even saying is it's about the gesture. It's about the gesture. And who knows what this guy would do. Like if she did reach the woody letter, you know, sounds like he probably would, especially after four months. But I think it's, I just think it's okay for him to kind of be like, it's a difficult conversation to bring up. Yeah. I think he, you can bring up something really casual. Like, I think it's as simple as just being like, next time you're at the bar, being like, want to get this round? Yeah. And see what she does. Yeah. Because I think you're four months into this, and if it's bothering you, it's not going to get any better. Right. And, and the he, longer you wait, the weirder it's going to get. And the more resentful he probably becomes. Yes. When maybe it is just that she's traditional, and she would be happy to, again, foot the bill every so often, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But if he's never asked and if maybe she's never done that in relationships before she just doesn't know yeah it's weird it is it's it's weird but again after four months I would hope that they feel comfortable enough with each other to have a little bit more awkward conversations you know I mean by four months in hopefully you've had at least one or two awkward conversations already about all different kinds of things about your family about sex about date like just Mm -hmm. like everything yeah I don't know. So that's a little bit on him too, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Well, that's the thing is it's not just on her because 
He's like, he's let it go. He's let it go on for four months. That's a long ass time. I'm telling you guys, I've had guys bring this up to me literally on our second date. So feel free to make everyone feel uncomfortable by bringing up money right from the get go. Although I guess I have to backtrack and say, I didn't really like it. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. He told me this guy that he was hoping that I would offer to buy a drink. You know what I mean? I felt like he should have just let it happen. Yeah. Like, let me buy this drink, let it feel like a natural part of us going on dates, and leave it at that. But I will say, I feel like this guy was kind of cheap anyway, so. And that bothers me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you don't care, like, it's not about going to a fancy dinner, you know, or a cheap restaurant. It's just about... The gesture. The gesture. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever your means are, you can have a fun time. Yeah. But don't be, like, looking at a girl if she, like, orders a second drink or, like, gets an appetizer and you're sitting there being, like, kind of showing that you're resentful of it or, like, letting her know that you would rather not spend that money. Like, don't do that either. Yeah. It can be such a messy, like, complicated thing when you mix money and dating, especially early on. But I don't think it has to be. I feel like people feel so differently about this. Like, some people really do feel very traditional, sort mm-hmm. of like, you're the man, you're going to be the provider in this relationship, so start providing. I think some people really do feel that way. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I feel like, to me, so my roommate and I actually, like, spent some time the other night, this is kind of embarrassing, but whatever, um, doing that thing that, they, that, like, therapists always tell you to do, it to, like, make a list of the, like, most important qualities that you're looking for in a partner. Ooh. And generosity was at the top of my list. And maybe because I was feeling a little salty about this guy, I was, like, thinking about it more. But I meant, like, not just being generous with your money, but also being generous with your time. Because I feel like I'm generous, right? Like, if and if I had more money to spend, I would be happy to shower it on people because spending money on other people to make them happy and to, like, makes you provide happy. experiences and stuff. Yeah, experiences, food, drinks, blah, blah, blah. It makes me feel good. And I want to – it's important to me that I have a partner who feels that same way. So – uh, I think maybe this guy also feels like someone who's generous or at least has a generous mindset. Maybe that's important to him too. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I mean, if anything, like the advice is just as much for women, which is offer again, maybe it's on the second date, but yeah, offer to pick up a round of drinks or offer to chip in whatever yeah. it is. And yeah, I think it's probably too bad that there are still so many women out there that kind of traditionally just, like, they're, like, keeping their hands in their lap when that check comes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so the, how, however generous you can be, be generous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think the advice is, the advice overall is is to keep generosity in mind, and the, and the advice in this kind of situation is buckled up, buckle up and have the difficult conversation. Yep. Just got to do it. And after four months, it's okay. I mean, just in the same way that it'd be like, oh, baby, it bothers me when you get really drunk and send me bitmojis. Whatever. Right? Baby. Baby. Babe. Babe. <laughs> yeah. But in the same way to say, like, you know, it, it bothers me a little that you've never offered to pay for anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay to say. Mm-hmm. And to say, I'm not expecting you to pay all the time, and I'm happy, like, probably, I mean, I'm just guessing that this guy probably makes more money than she does, mm-hmm. because... We live in a society where men still make more money. It's not our fault. There you go. Um, And so, you know, if he can find a way to sort of couch his statement in, look, I'm still happy to, you know, pay most of the time or whatever it is, or whatever he is happy to pay for. Maybe he does want to split everything 50-50 from now on. I don't know. But, like, find what it is that you want to get out of the situation, like how you actually want it to change, and, like, just put that on the table. Exactly. I feel like you can do the thing where you figure out what 
like he has to figure out what he wants the end result to be mm-hmm. and then you work backwards from there. Like right. engineer just, the conversation based on what you want the result to be. Like think Don't just do bring you, up the problem. Right. Like do you want her to start paying or do you want her to acknowledge your feelings or do you want her to explain her point of view? Figure out which of those things is important, is it all of them? And then work backwards and engineer the conversation with questions to go that way, not just like being a, I don't know. You have to figure out what you want because yeah. there are different things that he could want out of this, and we don't really know, um, like what he what he, what the end result is. Because also, like after four months, she may she might be like, we've only been dating for four months, and now he wants me to start paying for stuff, and I'm not interested. And you guys break up, right? Better to have the conversation now. Better to have a conversation now because down the line, you're putting down a down payment for the house, and she just looks at you, <laughs> and you're like, oh, let me just grab my life savings life savings real quick <laughs> yeah when we get that amex out you know right always better to have the conversation and i totally agree know what you want to get out of that conversation because mm-hmm. i think sometimes people end up just barfing out like i'm mad and then it's like yes okay well where yeah. do we want to direct that energy yeah like it might you could say you know, you guys could be sitting on the couch watching a show or, like, laying in bed and just being like, listen, like, I was thinking about this the other day. I noticed, like... Right. Don't do it at the moment. Like, don't be at Don't do it at the bar with the check in front of you. It's got to be a separate situation. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, you know, I noticed that when we go out to do stuff, um, I've, like, I'm paying for everything. And I just wanted to know, like, why, like, why haven't you volunteered to pay for anything? Mm -hmm. And it will be hard, and yeah. she will be uncomfortable uncomfortable, and caught off guard, probably. But, like, if you guys are – if everything else is great, then you'll find a way to power through. Yeah. And do the thing that you said before first, which is next time you are at a bar, be like, hey, babe, you got this? Mm-hmm. Like, can you get this one? You know, can you get the next round? Whatever it is. Like, do the, the breezy thing. Yeah. And if and you're scared, be like, hey, I'm going to run to the restroom. Can you get this round? Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. Do what you need to do to at least, like – find out her response and then and then maybe you won't even have to like maybe that'll just be enough of a you know kickstart yeah because we're not above testing the waters with like a silly thing like i'm gonna go to the bathroom can you get us a couple beers yeah and if she says sure give me your card then you have that conversation later in bed and say yeah. like it won't hurt me when this happens mm-hmm. yeah so yeah and oh, please let us know oh please can we get like a response on this one i want to know what happens when your buddy has the conversation with this girl yeah i want that follow-up me too and if you guys we'd love to hear from you guys too just have you ever had that kind of experience and what did you guys do about it totally we'll see if you guys can we'll get a conversation going in the comments about dating and money because i think it's really really interesting and i think people have different perspectives too and that's why again what you were saying about it's important to know what he wants to get out of the conversation because a lot of guys i think just want they're happy to pay, but they just want to feel appreciated. Yep. Like they, I, and I think women, I know I've been guilty of this in the past. Like you can forget to say thank you. Yes. And that's another thing that the guy who brought up the paying for things was like, he was like, I'm happy to pay for stuff. I just like really need to be thanked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so much information to be getting on a second date, but also, okay. Yeah. Words of affirmation are his love language. Totally. Cause yeah, you want to feel appreciated. You, you want, want to feel appreciated. And then I was like, oh, that's true. And I feel like. The other thing is sometimes I do, like, I get kind of nervous on first date conversations and maybe I will forget to say thank you. So what I always do, whether or not I said it in person, I always follow up with a text. I have no problem being the first to text after a date because I feel like the thank you text is never not a good idea. Totally. I feel like it's not a game. It's not a time for, like, 
being like, oh, like he waiting. needs to text me first, meh, meh, meh. I think that's the time when you say, hey, thanks for taking me out. Thank you for the drinks. And then put in your little, like, sassy comment about an inside joke. Make your little reference. Right. Always say thank you. I yes. feel like that's critical. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that was pretty good advice. I think so, too. It's not fun advice. No. It's like, have an awkward conversation, but mm-hmm. I think that's the right thing. I feel like the right answer is always to talk about it, not to not talk about it. And that's always the hardest thing to do, too, yeah. to have a conversation. Yeah. But, Here we sorry, are. shorty bends the brakes. Urgh. All right, and with that, we should get to hot takes. Let's do it. Taylor, what's your hot oh. take? I knew you'd be excited for this one. So... Early, when we started re-record, when we started bringing back the podcast, we were talking about, it was spring, and so we were talking about um, lavender, and I brought up that I thought lavender is just, like, a really sexy color for guys to wear, and I was kind of, like, standing really hard for it, and it's come up again on SG, we're, like, we're loving lavender. So then this kind of got me thinking about how lately I've been really obsessed with red. Ooh. Really obsessed with red. I wore red shoes yesterday, you wore red pants yesterday, and I've been like, I need red sunglasses. I need a red purse. I need a red dress. I have bought red sandals, a red dress. I've got red sunglasses, and I have a little tiny red purse. And so red is really trending <clears throat> in women's wear right now. But I was thinking about this, and I wonder if it's sort of a more gendered color than I really thought it was. Like, I don't talk about, like, cherry red. Like, mm-hmm. bright, bright, bright red. I feel like it's so much more of a women's color than a men's color. And so my hot take is sort of, what do you think about guys wearing red? Ooh. Yeah, I feel like on women it makes, like, a power statement. Mm-hmm. And it's really sexy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It can be, but it can also be, yeah, it just makes a statement. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Because I agree, like, with lavender, you know, the way that we kind of broached that subject was, like, yes, it's a pastel, but, like, don't worry, you can wear it. And so with red, it's almost like the opposite, where it's, like, well, of course, you know, it feels more masculine, maybe isn't the right word, but it's, like, more powerful. It's a more powerful color. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. I don't know. I mean... Right? Because, like, I feel like we have the whole, like, the example that's coming to my mind is, like, Trump wearing a red tie. And that red tie gets made fun of for forever because it's so long. so long but it's like sort of like the color of the republican party it's the color of lifeguards it's the color of fire trucks i feel like i think about this a lot with swimwear like i feel like guys can't wear plain red trunks because they'll look like a I lifeguard like- and i feel like what is the the piece that the guy would wear in red right a man can't wear as much red as a woman can like a woman can wear a red dress or bright red pants i guess a guy can wear pa- red pants but like you wouldn't oh my wear- god but like a red super, suit. But super saturated red chinos, I would be like, you look insane. The trend of red, I don't think really translates to menswear. Yeah, because you just can't in a wear, real way. unless it's somehow just a pop of color. But again, like, then what like is it? Like a bright red t-shirt? Because I feel like the thing that I think about a lot with guys is that I think what is often sexier on guys is a more subdued color, but that's still a color. Mm-hmm. Because with masculinity, you feel like masculinity is so in your face, and like as a woman, you're just like confronted with it all the time. And so I think there's something psychological that happens to you when you see something that's both thoughtful and different, but not in your face, that makes you feel like you kind of grasp intelligence and a taste level and all this stuff. And with women, I feel like red translates to this like, opposite of that I guess like some like powerful like confidence and with guys I feel like it would it's almost too on the nose it's like we get it you have yeah. a penis like it would it almost would come across as like ignorant to wear red like a lot of red I guess right yeah no I, I, I buy it's like that. driving a red car yes 
It's like, we get it. We get it. Yeah. It's weird. Huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I haven't thought about that. I buy that. Yeah, that's my hot take is that colors Red are is a gender color. Red is a gendered color. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Now I want to, like, think about this for the entire spectrum. We have to, like, Roy G. Biv this. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, my hot take, hot take. My hot take should be that I shouldn't drink champagne anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is, in fact, that I have decided I've come around to LeBron in the Tom Brown suits. Oh, He's, my. like, still doing it. Yes, he is. Without the rest of the team. Yeah. And I kind of like it. It's sort of like how when, like, a presidential campaign, like, ends in success, it's like, oh, like, all those things you did were, like, we just thought you were crazy, but you were really smart and strategic. But if you lose, then it's, like, all the things you did, they were just crazy, right? Like, it kind of, like, it just depends on what the outcome is. So I kind of feel like whether or not the Cavs actually win the final, like, if they actually, like, come out victorious over the Warriors, like, people will be, like, that was actually really cool that he did that. And, like, that must have put him in, like, a, like a type of, like, you know, made him in feel some type of way. Yeah. yeah. Put him in a mood. But if they lose, then I feel like he's going to be, like, super mocked for it. Because right now he's already kind of being, like, like people are kind of like, whoa. But, yeah, yeah if they come out ahead, I feel mm-hmm. like people are going to, like, look back on it and be like, that was cool. So I'm just coming out now saying I think that was cool. Interesting. Because I do feel like it's such a look. Like, I mean, and it's funny to me that these basketball players use this sort of, like, tunnel walk mm-hmm. to make such uh, it, it's it's just such a public thing to do now. Like, yeah. I hadn't, I truly, before this, maybe last season, hadn't really thought about that because I don't um, pay attention to a lot of basketball guys' style, even though I know that that, for most men... Basketball guys. Basketball guys. <laughs> players. Athletes. Athletes. <laughs> I'm saying most men draw a lot of the information that they have about menswear from what athletes wear to press conferences during the tunnel walk like whatever because that's what they are seeing on social media that's what they're seeing in their feeds it's what they're it's what they're reading so it's interesting to me that that doesn't really hasn't really like played a big role in my knowledge of menswear but LeBron we were talking about this in the cab yesterday I just think it's so funny to see such a gigantic person in a short suit (laughs) because short suits are on the whole in incredibly difficult to wear and it takes a lot of confidence no matter how you're built to wear that outfit because it is an outfit Mm -hmm. and so I think to your point I'm kind of like he is leaning into it yes LeBron is a gigantic person with tattoos and a personality and all these things and he's wearing teeny tiny shorts (laughs) and socks that go up his calves and carrying briefcase and Megan what do you think is in that briefcase plays but I just think it's like one banana. Is it? But is it a whiteboard with the X's and the O's <laughs> and like the little swoops going from spot to spot? Because he does all the work on that team. I yeah. 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 But do you I know think it's mean, funny like, that he's kept doing it after the whole team did it and then they lost and it was like a whole thing. But they've continued to move forward. So yes, maybe it did mean something. Yeah, I just feel like it's one of those things where it'll like history will judge it depending on who wins, like whether it was cool or not. Which is a bummer. I feel like that... Right. I want it to be cool on its own. Yeah. Which I think it is. I think it is. I agree with your hot take. I feel like he'll do an interview after the season or something and I'll talk to him about it. Yeah. But I do feel like I should be paying more attention to uh, NBA player style because they definitely, those guys, like, have some of the more interesting and confident approaches to menswear out of, like, any um, public-facing people. Totally. Way more than actors. It's mostly athletes that are, like, doing the work. 
things. But do you think Tom Brown gave him that custom suit, or do you think he paid to have it done? It's hard to know when people get to that level of fame, whether you're what's being gifted and what people are like, oh no, I actually have so much money that I can pay for this, so why don't I? Because like I don't need the gift. Yes, LeBron could have paid for it, but also like Tom Brown is getting a crap ton of free advertising, so I also understand like if they did want to give it to him. Right, like who benefits more? Right. I don't know the answer. Me neither. I'm guessing Tom Brown because... I mean, he's now on people's radar who never would have heard of Tom Brown. Yeah, and actually we saw a lot of Tom Brown oh, we at did. the pole match yesterday. I wonder if there's like that a connection. Because Tom Brown doesn't strike me as the, as the kind of brand that gives out clothes to people um, that aren't actors or LeBron James. I don't even think they probably give out clothes, period, that much because it's such a specific aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only people you see in Tom Brown are people that work at Tom Brown. Yeah, we talked about this on a previous <laughs> podcast. We were trying to explain what the look was when we were first talking about yeah. the basketball players all being in the Tom Brown suit. But it's always so funny because, like, you know how, like, you'll be in the subway and, like, you'll see someone and you're like, they work at Tom Brown because yeah. they're head to toe. Head to toe. You never just, I mean, for the most part, you never just wear, like, a piece. Maybe that yeah, shirt. Maybe the shirt with the mm-hmm. um, red stripe baby striping and the inside of a placket, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that's my hot take. Um, I like it. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for listening and for people who have been screenshotting them listening. Yeah, I've noticed. It's been so fun. It's to been see. really good. So thank you. We are still trying to figure out how to like get more listeners because that helps. <laughs> yeah, so, we're always trying to grow. Yep. So tell us that you're listening. Tell your friends to listen. Subscribe, rate us on iTunes. That if you helps. have something you want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, slide into the DMs, get at us any way you can. Send a carrier pigeon, smoke signals. We'll see them, but get at us because the way this podcast gets better and grows is if we keep delivering the things you want to hear. Yes, I'm super excited to hear what people think about the money question. Once we started talking about, it, I was like, there's like a lot here. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. And in the meantime, thank you guys so much, and yeah. we'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.